Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome in, everybody, to a very, very special edition of Messi and Co. here on Five Reasons Sports. Alejandro and Gian are joined with me today. Right after Lionel Messi has hosted his first ever media availability press conference at Drive Pink Stadium. We learned a lot today, and Messi, in the short 17 minutes and 20 seconds or whatever it was that he had, there were some quotes definitely to be taken into context, and I'm sure it'll have everybody talking. We'll get right into all the coverage and what we found the most important. But first, let's take a listen into one of our very special podcast sponsors. If you are ready to transform your backyard into a haven of relaxation and luxury, look no further than our amazing podcast sponsor, Lacqua Azura Pool Services. With over 20 years of industry experience, Lacqua Azura is a name you can trust when it comes to services, equipment repairs, and restoration for all things pools. If you're looking in the South Florida area for your pool to be serviced on a month-to-month basis, Lacqua Azura boasts an impressive five-star rating on Google reviews, and it's a testament to their dedication to the customer satisfaction and top-notch service. Also, if you mention Messi & Co., you will get your first month of pool service absolutely free. So don't wait for pool service, patio renovation, or more. Call them now at 954-793-7206 and get a free quote for any project. Thanks, Lacqua Azuda. All right, so like I said, 17 minutes just about with Lionel Messi sitting down in about, I would say he was in front of 75 to 80 media members. Um <laughs> It was a packed, packed press conference room. If anybody's ever seen pictures or been inside the room itself, fitting 75 to 80 people in there was quite the, you know, was quite the scrum. Let me, let me just say it was, it was tough. The gates opened at 2.30 PM for a 4 PM press conference. There was insane winds. There was insane rain all the way leading up to it. Just like every major messy milestone that there's been in his short inter Miami history. All of it is blessed with the holy water that Jorge Mas said, which is actually just rain. Um, so it, it, it was a, it was quite a spectacle in the beginning with all of the people that were sitting down around. Um, it was, you know, this is obviously one of the most covered athletes of all time, and it continues to be that way with him in South Florida. But we finally heard him speak. It He was supposed to speak a couple of, I guess, weeks ago. I think it was before his first game. Maybe it was right after his first game against Cruz Azul. That was postponed until a later date. It was more likely than not canceled um, by Messi's request. And then he comes and speaks just before the League's Cup final. And, I mean, I'm sure everybody was happy to hear it. So let's get into a couple of things what he said. We'll start with you, Alejandro. Some of your key takeaways. What was the most important thing that you think Messi said? And he said a lot. But what yeah. was the most important thing that you think Messi said uh, th- this evening? Well, actually, the most important thing is that we won a bet against Ashley. We did. And, and she yeah. owes us some food, and we're going to be 
gladly having some good things to Ashley because she she said that Messi was going to speak in English. I'm like, mm, I doubt it. I mean, he's been, <laughs> I mean, he lived in Catalonia, Barcelona for so many years. I've never heard him like speak in another language. So I, well, I thought maybe the marketing side of things was, was going to push Messi to speak English, but no. It, it hasn't happened. I should so. add this too, Alejandro. The for, for the non-Spanish speakers, they actually had headsets like with the it was a radio frequency for live translation yeah. that I had in my ear the whole time. You saw Messi put it in his yeah, ear when yeah, the questions yeah. were actually English. So uh, once I saw that, I just I knew there was no. We English. have to, we have to tell. I mean, they're they're advancing. That's cool. That's good yes, because yes. You know, there's a lot of people that that really don't understand what Messi's saying. So. And, and by the way, we're going to be posting in our, we have a new Instagram account. So if you guys uh, want to go ahead and check it out, we're going to be posting all the videos and all the translations that Austin had uh, yeah. in his Twitter account. So to me, the most important thing, if you look at it, you have different optics about the Messi press conference. If you look in an international optic of it, it was the Ballon d'Or question, yeah. maybe, that he's really not interested, that he's just... He's always played soccer for, for team accomplishments, and he's never really paid attention to just winning individual uh, trophies or anything like that. If you look at it that way, if you look at it more locally, it was more about he doesn't really pay too much attention to his legacy maybe in MLS. He's not thinking about doing something similar to what Pelé did or David Beckham or Ibrahimovic or any of these soccer stars that came to the United States to try to grow the game, to try to like make a statement and, and create a new era after coming to the United States. He's just, he, he literally said he's just here to play soccer, to enjoy the game he, he loves and to live a quiet life and an enjoyable life here in, in South Florida. So those would be my main takeaways. Both internationally, yeah. if you want to look at it in you know, a bigger stage, because Messi is, is that big star that really gets everybody's attention. And if you look at it locally, that's that's the main takeaway. I mean, he's not for those thinking, like, okay, Messi now is is worried about MLS future in the next 10, 15, 20 years. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, his answer today makes me think something. Which, and the thing is, I, I don't think that he necessarily has to do anything other than play football to grow the game here. I like, mean, he's, he's already... He's doing enough. He, he's doing is. enough, yeah. The decision to come here was one in and of itself, but then to actually lace up and play, we've seen the growth in the last six to eight weeks. We, it hasn't even been a month since he debuted, and the growth of the game in you know the United States we can all say has probably grown because of it. So I think the, the question was pointed towards like getting, you know, the comparisons to the Beckhams and Zlatans and Pele's and, you know, those players that have come to the United States. And there's been a ton more too, when you think about the Cosmos back in the day, even the strikers at points. Um, but this was a, this was a man who just seemed calm and relaxed and doesn't really see the the outside optics as as Alejandro was saying he doesn't see that perspective he just wants to be here and to enjoy himself and he was very pointed in in talking about that I think he probably referred to that in almost every single question that he was asked he found a way to just say yeah I made the right decision for myself for my family I'm happy to be here you know and 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 all of that so you know that that is a huge takeaway I think and as for the balloon d'or the direct quote was if I get it great if not no worries 
<laughs> yeah, it's, it's something imagine? he's never want. Like he's never really, it's never been important to him. Like Alejandro says, yeah. it's all about the team. That's just he, him. That's the type of player he, he is. He said it right there. He won the World Cup, and, yeah. and he said, "You can't imagine how I feel about the Ballon d'Or now that I won everything." Like, just, right, right. He's not. But he hasn't won the League Cup. He hasn't won the League Cup yet, guys. Well, he hasn't won the League <laughs> Cup. He hasn't won the U.S. Open Cup. He hasn't won the MLS Cup. So he still right. has a lot of stuff to win. Yeah, but that just goes to show all those expectations. Are that we place on him, that MLS places on him. It's all like outside stuff. It's stuff like that he doesn't even care about. Like going to both of those things that Alejandro pointed out. Balón de Or, oh my goodness, that'd be insane if he wins, you know, whatever. What would it be, like eighth or ninth? Uh, would it be the eighth one that he'd win? Or, you know, um, he didn't come here to bring the MLS out of whatever position we are as a league and make them the biggest league. So it, those are all outside narratives nothing that he's yeah. even uh aware of i think like all th those questions he was like probably like oh really was that my job to take the mls out <laughs> like i didn't realize that's why i came here so yeah that's funny gian gian what what were some of the key takeaways for you other than what alejandro mentioned is there anything that stood out from what messi said or from anything that he was asked uh I mean, I'm one that I, I and I we talked about this in our internal chat about just given the magnitude of the moment, I wish there were some uh, different types of questions asked. Definitely. Right. Um, Not you know, one I, I, question about soccer. Yeah, just, no, exactly. Ball. That's yeah, that's oh, what I would have loved scored. to hear. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> that, those are the types of questions that I would have loved to hear because we heard a lot of questions about your adaptation. And, right. and those questions led him to basically give the same answer about it was me and my wife's decision, a family decision. Uh, yeah, the community is a Hispanic community. It made it easier. And yeah. I, I love Miami. I've been here before. Like, there were a lot of questions that led him to the same answer. And I wish they would have asked something like, you know, uh, if you wanted to talk about adaptation, I wish it would have been like, hey, you came here to Inter Miami, Busquets came, Alba came. You've got players that are also Hispanic on there. Then you get Gomez, Farias, Tomas to come into the team. How has that Joseph, helped you? Hey, you know, I don't know, Campana. Exactly. Yeah, yeah like that. And, ben or, and, You had yeah. so many choices. Not yeah. even one question. <laughs> and I would have loved if they would have asked him, like, how much, you know, although that was probably Tata's decision in the end to bring in those three under-22 players, how much of an influence did maybe you have in their selection because i'm sure there must have there was obviously talks with him so those types of questions but nonetheless i digress that's just <laughs> kind of what i thought but from the from the small uh pick of questions that we have i think that one thing that was interesting was him uh when they asked him about the competition mm. in the league's cup because i know that there's been a lot of talk about oh like he's just running through the league through the league's cup like there's not much going on but he said that um, he did find it to be competitive that that the Mexican teams do bring a level of competition that he is aware of. And he also, you know, in this big talk about are we up to par with the Mexican teams or is this league up to par with the Liga MX? He said that a lot of the teams that we've he's had to play against and that he's seen in this competition are up to par with mm -hmm. the Mexican competition. So I thought that that was interesting. And he also mentioned that it's that he saw this league's cup as a fresh start for the team which is something that we have even talked about in other uh, podcasts that yeah it, it's awesome that despite everything that we've gone through so far these last four seasons including the beginning of this season to just be able to say 
you bring in these world-class players and you're able to see a fresh start. A lot of people that maybe didn't pay attention to Inter Miami before are looking at this team and saying, wow, like this is, are you, how is this team last place in the league? So it's nice to get a fresh start, uh, especially with a bunch of new players. And then lastly, they asked them, how would it feel? And I liked this question at the end, how would it feel to win the first ever cup for Inter Miami? And what I thought was, what was interesting was he laughed. Like that, that was the first thing he did was he laughed before he even answered and said that obviously that would be great for him and great for the fans. So just that like little laugh and smile, I think just shows that it actually would be something meaningful for him to be able to win something right off of the bat getting here and, and obviously making history for Inter Miami. Yeah, that, let me, that was the only that was the only one question about Nashville too. So, yeah, yeah, that, so, and it wasn't even really about Nashville. It was just about winning the competition. <laughs> it wasn't even uh, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Austin? You were there. Yeah. What, what, what um, was your main takeaway? Well, it wasn't my main takeaway, but it was something that I noticed because I think you guys have hit the nail on the head on most things. I do want to touch on a couple of them, but um, anybody notice how deliberate it was for him to talk about? Paris negatively <laughs> am I the only one who noticed that because he said I never wanted to go there it wasn't you know necessarily the decision that I wanted to make I wanted to stay in Barcelona and how yeah. this was a different type of decision to come to Miami rather than go to Paris that was a different decision so he thought it was right after he talked about how easy it was for him and his family even with all the different kinds of adaptations they're having to make and whatnot yeah. So I thought that that was interesting. I'm not going to talk too much about that because I don't want to piss anybody off. But no, I thought that was. I just Neymar thought... wants out of there. Mbappe wants out of there. Messi yeah, is glad to yeah. be out of there. I mean, there's something. It's a I'm it's sure. an interesting <laughs> club to say the least. I also think that it's important to note he has or has said to have had no issues playing on turf. He said he yeah. did it when he was growing up. Yeah. Uh, he's not afraid of the adaptations and so anybody who was throwing around those crazy rumors about the mls commissioner asking teams to change the fields uh and all that kind of stuff just throw it out the window for now because messi has said he has no problem with it and i think that that's really important to note because if messi misses any game in mls as we've talked about on the show it could prove vital to, to their loss of an MLS playoff spot. Because I, I think that with where they are now, as, as Gia mentioned at the bottom of the table and the amount of games that they have to win every single game and every single point is going to matter. And you need Messi on the pitch. I don't care if it's three or four days after an Argentina qualifier in Mercedes Benz stadium on turf. I don't care if it's at the last game of the season in Charlotte at bank of America field. I, Messi has to be on the pitch. Maybe not for the Charlotte game. They might already qualify by then, but <laughs> At least, I mean, I'm thinking for the Atlanta game, the only reason why he would miss that game is because of the Argentinian camp. That That is the only reason why Messi has pointed that it's it's not turf. So um, I am I was happy to hear that. I think a lot of MLS fans are going to be happy to hear that. I don't know how Im- happy Messi fans are going to be to hear that because they don't want their golden child to get injured. But at the same time, um, it's important for him to be playing as many matches as possible. Uh, and so I thought that that was, that was a really good quote and a really good question uh, to ask because I know everybody's been speculating on it. Yeah, I think it would be different if Inter-Miami played in that. Yeah. That would be different. I mean, you can, I mean there you can talk about, okay, let's change the, the field because we're going to have Messi here like playing often. So that would be different. But like playing every once in a while is not going to affect 
I will say that that Don Garber, the MLS commissioner, did recently speak on the issue, and he did say that he does expect teams to change it. it won't so happen. I I don't know. Yeah, I'm not saying it will, but he he mentioned it in an article. Um, he said that something along the lines of, you know, some of these teams have that artificial turf, but for certain games, because they tend to do that a lot for the international games, mm-hmm. since they have a lot of, they do change it to a real grass that they will typically put like a layer over the artificial turf of real grass. Not yeah. to say it'll happen, um, but it's something he mentioned. But just to go back to what you said, Austin, the main takeaway is it doesn't matter, really. Yeah, and, and, and like, going back to it, because I remember when Barca played Arsenal in, in SoFi Stadium, and they did that, but yeah. that's the thing that that grass is not actually very good grass. Yeah, like it's not planted right. It's it's doing in, it's done in a rush, so it, yeah, it could actually lead in like to injuries anyway. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I don't yeah. see it happening. But it was interesting, and and I caught that that you said about Paris uh, Austin, and it's funny because he's always been very clear about how his decision of coming to Miami took a lot of into consideration what happened two years ago. Yes. And having to just almost like flee away from Spain and two weeks after that be in Paris and in, in living in a hotel and, and not being in charge of their future as a family, that was something that really put yeah. a mark on, on their hearts. And, and you can tell. I mean, still today, they're like, they're happy that they're here because they made the decision. They're even in even if they're like in the, in the process of adaptation or whatever, they're, they're happy because they got control over what was going on in that regard. So that's that was one of the main reasons he's here right now and not, and not like one or two years later after going yeah. back to Barca before coming here. So. It's also interesting that he said, since we're talking about him living here, how he mentioned that um, he's happy with his decision because he's living a tranquil life, like a peaceful life here. So, like, we see these videos of, like, fans, like, storming him and, like, taking pictures with him. But if he's saying that he's having a peaceful life here, you can only imagine what he was living like in Paris. Like, you yeah. know, that's just... Uh, and I think it, it's, I think for him, you know, we, we talked about it after the Publix thing. Like, I think for him being able to to have that sort of tranquility, which, you know, it might not come by super often for him where he can you know do all these public things without being you know mobbed by fans but i do think it'll come at a more increased rate here in south florida than he would over in europe whether it was back at barcelona or staying in paris so i I think that that you know level of comfort for him was was definitely a major part of his decision and he also mentioned too you know again he's been here for about a month and a half debuted on the 21st of july still doesn't even have a permanent home. He does have a place to stay and yeah. a place to live, but he mentioned yeah. that he doesn't have a, you know, a permanent home as of yet. And he is still sorting out. And I'm sure he's probably sorted it out by now if they're in the Broward school district, but his kids going to school. So, has, and we know where he is, but we're not going to say. It. Okay. So we won't say that, but yeah, he talked about that as well. So I think that all in all, you know, a lot of what he said, and it was also because of the questions asked had to do with his, peace of mind making the decision to come here it was a deliberate decision as he said it wasn't a forceful decision it was something they took with time and he acknowledged all aspects of it his wife himself his football his kids and you see all the dominoes falling for him one by one 
And I guess a trophy on Saturday night is just the next domino that might fall. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and given the questions, I'm surprised. Like, I was waiting for the pub sub question. Like, I'm surprised nobody <laughs> asked him about that. And, if this was uh, a 30, 45-minute press conference, maybe that could have come into play. But they really, really held it short. Um, yeah, but it's just good to see him uh, happy and comfortable because there's nothing better than, uh, I think, someone that's happy at the workplace, in his case here in South Florida. So um, I think that that brings happiness to the fans as well to see him want to play play in your, in your team. So. And I want to ask both of you a question because there was one point as I was listening to the translation that he said about it was about him, his welcome here from you know, everybody, whether it was a club or fans or whatever. And I think, Gian, you mentioned it briefly, but he was very pointed in talking about the Latino community and how heartwarming it was and how, you know, sophisticated they are and and everything like that. What did you make of him giving that sort of shout out to the the wholesomeness of the Latinos in South Florida and talking about how that made him more comfortable? And especially Argentinians here. I mean, there's a lot of people that already lived here. And now that he's he's gonna play here, there's even more that are gonna show up, and and that's that's I mean when you contrast and compare with what happened in Paris, that's that's what he's looking at, right? Yeah. Because in Barca, we know he lived there his entire life, so people like knew who he was and even saw him taking like his kids to school and everything, and they were like very respectful of that. So he he kind of like had a different routine in Barcelona than well. He had in Paris when he was like a superstar coming in, fresh to the city, and and but in a totally different way of what's going on here in Miami. And and it's, of course, as as a Latin, I mean, you can tell the difference. I mean, Europeans and and Hispanics on this side of the planet tend to be different. We we like we tend to be more like warm towards each other and like warm. That's a great in. word, yeah. And 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 it's it's just how we are, I guess, as a region. And it's crazy because it's all the way from the south, from Argentina to like all the way up here, and even in the United States, you have millions and millions of Latin people here. So it's you can tell he's noticed. You can yeah. tell he's noticed, and, and that's something important. And and that was one of the main reasons I'm sure that he decided to come here. I mean, the weather, the location closer to Argentina, and and actually being able to be in a place where he was gonna be comfortable no matter what, even even if. Inter loses the entire the rest of the games that he plays. He knows he's going to be in a comfortable atmosphere with people that really love him and really respect him, and giving that, that like close feeling to to what Rosario could feel like. That's right. I think he. I think it's really important for Messi to play somewhere where he feels wanted, and that's something he didn't feel in Paris. He didn't feel wanted, especially more so towards the towards the end. Where he was receiving a lot of um, a lot of people on his back about his performances, and and there were people insulting him and that sort of thing. So it was just the fact that, again, to what Alejandro said, the warmth of the community here, and them going out of their way to show him how much he's wanted with the murals, and even like where I saw today at the right outside the on social media, I saw right outside the stadium there was like. Uh, supporters groups like they know that they can't even go inside and they're just showing yeah. their their encouragement and that they they're happy to have him here i think that's really important for messi uh he, he likes that he thrives off of that and and it's something he appreciates very much and alejandro you you mentioned the weather too he, he did talk about that somebody asked him about it and 
he said that, you know, at first it was something, you know, coming off a month, a month and a half vacation that it was tough. But again, he used the word adapt a lot. He said he's adapted to it. But he also said that it's something that you can never fully adapt to. And he said that even his Inter-Miami teammates are in the same boat there and kind of joked about it. Um, so it, it's not really something that's going to affect him. But it has seemed over the last like three, four years to affect other MLS teams coming to drive big stadium, especially at this time of the year. So Messi being in this environment gives him a little bit of an advantage um, you know, knowing that he's, you know, he's been coming. He's also said he's been coming here for forever. Uh, he's always been in Miami and in South yeah. Florida. He's come back all the time. He knows the area. It's it's a comfort. It's, there's a comfortability level that he wouldn't have gotten anywhere in the world besides Barcelona or Rosario. That that's it. Like yeah. I, I don't know if there's any other place. So and he said that about the weather. Yeah, yeah, and that's why one of your friends' question was kind of odd because they asked him like, "How do you feel about like coming to these new city? Like he comes. He, he used to come every summer, so it's right. not like he's coming to a new city. But anyway. Uh, I digress, like my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's South Florida humidity is just different because yeah. summer in in Europe it's it's very tough as well, and they do water breaks and everything. And, and Alejandro, they do water breaks at eighty degrees Fahrenheit. That's a nice yeah. day in South Florida. Oh, right? yes. So here it's just very hot and very humid. And even Alba said it in like his press conference. He's like, "Yeah, I still gotta like get used to like the humidity and the weather because it's it's really different. And, and if you're not used to it, especially since they're like, and what discussed it here, like they're they're doing a totally different preseason. Busquets, Alba, Messi, and all those that are coming from Europe. This is this is the time of the year when they're just starting to get like their legs under them and like they're building up like the stamina and all of that." No, they jumped right into a hard competition. That game against Cursusul was really hard. Uh, the, the first couple of games, the Atlanta one, maybe not that much, but like the Orlando City game was really intense. The FC Dallas game was oh, tough, with the tough weather. So, I mean, there's a lot of adaptation for him in, in different aspects of, of it. And I feel like weather is going to be one of them. And he, like you said, he said like people that are used to like even growing up here, they're like still struggling like with playing in this humidity in the summer because it's not that easy. And it doesn't help that this is, I feel like, one of the hottest summers I've ever experienced yeah. here in Miami. So that definitely doesn't doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been quite the ride. Did we miss anything that Messi said? I think we we got pretty much all of it. And I do want to make a note. He also, I think Gian, you mentioned I didn't get to mention it. Um he said that the United States teams have demonstrated that they can play at a very high level and are on terms with Mexican teams. That has been an ongoing debate in this continent for years, especially with, you know, the CONCACAF Champions Cup and the Mexican teams pretty much dominating that competition. Then Seattle did it. And now MLS teams are spending a little bit more money and yada, yada, yada. It's a whole it's been a whole discussion. And Messi has his say on it. And <laughs> that, that was the first thing that he he said he said but that that, it, it's funny to me because mexicans uh, not Mexicans, but like media in mexico are gonna grab that and you're gonna make a big deal about it media oh, here gonna make a big deal about it and we gotta honestly, be careful with canelo just saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and honestly to be honest with you i think messi has no idea about it. no not a clue next 
level and whatever or MLS level and how they play each other and, and the history. Yeah. He doesn't. He probably doesn't even know that no uh, American teams uh, have won it or that they've never reached the final in the international clubs uh, World Cup or whatever. He just said what he had to say and that's it. Don't, don't make too much of it. After a year or two and and after he plays Conca Champions, since we're gonna, they're going to play next year, maybe he has a little bit more like background. And we'll see how it does. But other than that, and besides playing the Mexican national team, which they played a couple of times in the World Cup, that's about what he can know. Or playing with Mexican teammates or against Mexican players like Andres Guardado in Betis, for example, which they played a lot in La Liga. That's about it. But about Mexican teams, as like, no, I don't think he has a lot of knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. I think that he's very, uh, calm and relaxed and he's going to stay out of all those types of discussions and rightfully so i mean what else does the man have to do in the game um other than just keep playing and enjoying himself that's about it Lionel messi spoke to the media for the first time today those were our thoughts and our reactions if you're watching here on youtube make sure you subscribe hit the like button turn on notifications so you can stay in the loop with all of our messi and co content in english and in spanish if you're listening on any of your podcast platforms, make sure you follow the pod, download the episodes and leave a rate um, and, a, and, a, and a comment because we really do appreciate it. It helps us out a ton, uh, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google, whatever it is, uh, everything is heard. You can follow our Twitter at Messi and Co and follow our new Instagram account as well at Messi and Co 5RSN. We're going to be posting daily content there in English and in Spanish as we do with the pod Gentlemen, Alejandro, Gian, thank you very much for doing this. And we'll have one quick word from a sponsor and we will get out of your ear. Are you ready to transform your space into a masterpiece? Introducing Mosaics, your destination for stones and more. Mosaics is a family-owned business serving the community for over 20 years. With the best quality porcelain, ceramic tiles, and high-end mosaics featuring unique modern designs, Mosaics has everything you need. Dedicated customer service, wholesale distributors, and a passion for excellence. Make sure you visit mosaics.com today to turn your vision into a reality. Oh, all right, everybody. We will go ahead and see you guys in Nashville on Saturday for Inter-Miami's final in the League's Cup against Nashville SC. Stay tuned for the English and Spanish content, a ton of pregame stuff coming to you in the coming days as well. Stay tuned to everything at Messi and on Twitter. Subscribe to the YouTube, follow on the podcast platforms, and we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. <laughs>